the Republic of South Africa and the Federal Republic of Nigeria enjoy cordial diplomatic relations. South Africa regards Nigeria as a strategic partner in the context of bilateral relations in the West African region and the and the continent in the pursuance of the African agenda. South uh, South cooperation and in the promotion of the rules-based international system. So the two countries share a common vision on issues of political and economic integration in Africa. They also share a common vision on the need for sustainable conflict resolution mechanism in Africa that is primarily driven by Africans. Today we are honored to have in studio the High Commissioner of Nigeria to South Africa, His Excellency Manta. Good morning. Welcome to Ubuntu Radio. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for making time to come and have a conversation with us. So, hi, Commissioner, would you kindly just lay a a ground to our discussion by giving us a detailed background of the state, current state of bilateral relations between South Africa and Nigeria? Um, Thank you very much for having me. Uh, The question you've asked could uh, actually... If I'm to exhaust that question, could take the whole time of the interview. Mm. But uh, suffice it to say that uh, I will summarize as much as possible so that we can incorporate other aspects of the discussion. Relations between Nigeria and South Africa uh, date back to the apartheid era Mm. when South Africa was still in colonial bondage. At the independence of Nigeria, one of the cardinal principles of our foreign policy was the decolonization of the African continent. And um, without mincing words, Nigeria did creditably well in that respect to the extent that we championed the establishment of the Anti-Apartheid Committee of the United Nations for which we are privileged to chair for five years straight. And by 1994, when South Africa gained independence, we had prior to that fought and gotten independence for Angola, for Zimbabwe, for Namibia, and then South Africa. Mm. We also, as part of our foreign policy, we established a field office in Lusaka, Zambia, which was called the Frontline Office. And um, in spite of our distance, we are in far away West Africa, but we, we are seen as a member of the Frontline States because of our commitment to the eradication of racism and all forms of oppressive government in Southern Africa. After independence in 1994, Nigeria established formal diplomatic relations with South Africa by opening a high commission in Pretoria and and, uh, a consulate in Johannesburg. South Africa reciprocated by opening its high commission in Abuja and a consulate in Lagos. Mm -hmm. These are vehicles for attainment of our diplomatic objectives in partnering each other to move not only our countries forward but to equally move the African continent. South Africa 
is to Southern Africa what Nigeria is to West Africa. South Africa is the dominant economy in Southern Africa and head of the SADC. Similarly, in the ECOWAS subregion, Nigeria is the dominant force there, and um, we have taken the responsibility to act the big brother to other, our neighboring countries. Relations between our two countries are anchored on what I'll call the three C's, consultation, collaboration, and cooperation. Mm-hmm. In terms of consultation, Nigeria consults with South Africa in most of our political fora where decisions affecting other parts of Africa will be taken. We had very excellent relations when Obasanjo was president and Thabo Mbeki was also president of South Africa. Mm. Because it rekindled their friendship when Obasanjo was privileged as military head of state to receive Thabo Mbeki as ANC representative in, Le- in, in Lagos. So a- Thabo Mbeki served in Nigeria as ANC representative and Obasanjo was then the military head of state. By coincidence, in 1999, again, when Thabo Mbeki was appointed or became president of South Africa, Obasanjo was also president of Nigeria. This excellent relationship translated into viable dividends of democracy, I would say, to the African continent. Because having come out of the shackles of colonialism, no part of Africa was now under any colonial domination or oppressive regime. There was the need to redirect the OAU, the Organization of African Unity. And these two countries, South Africa and Nigeria, we are in the forefront of the transformation of the OAU into AU, the African Union. Because the agenda setting had changed. There was no longer any room to fight domination or colonial uh, influence anywhere. So Mm -hmm. we now had to refocus the organization to pursue economic goals as well as development. The African Union, using the instrumentality as provided or laid out by South Africa and Nigeria, established what I'll call one of the most viable instruments, the peer review mechanism. The peer review mechanism is an avenue that allows countries to assess themselves and allow independent assessment by uh, other African countries to know by development indices how far we are going and what is left to be done. Happily, as at uh, the beginning of this year, uh, about 24 countries have been reviewed and we are still counting. There has been exchange of visits between our two countries through our bilateral channels. Mm. We 
started very well by establishing the joint uh, commission to be chaired by the vice presidents of both countries. Mm. That was in, uh, in 1996. But by 2013, it was, this relationship was upgraded to by national commission attended by the, at the highest level by the two presidents. His Excellency, my former president, good luck, Jonathan, paid a visit to South Africa from 6th to 7th May 2013 in Cape Town, mm. where issues of bilateral cooperation were strengthened, and a lot of, I would say, that visit was so historical that a lot of agreements were signed, uh, transversing the oil and gas sector, power development, women de empowerment, mining, uh, air transport services, health and medical science, information and uh, technology. So this MOUs as well as defense. So these MOUs have shaped our bilateral relations in the years from that that time. Similarly, President Jacob Zuma paid a state visit to Nigeria on the, for, from 7 to 9 March 2016 at the invitation of President Muhammad Buhari. So, Jacob Zuma's visit was very instrumental in setting up, making pro considerable progress in areas hitherto considered very difficult. He, it was during his visit that official visits no longer, between two countries, no longer require visa. So a South African government official or a Nigerian government official visiting South Africa does not need to apply for visa. You just pick your passport mm. and you head to South Africa and vice versa. Also, President Buhari visited Durban from the 13th to 16th of November 2021 to attend the opening ceremony of the Intra-Africa Trade Fair, which uh, was at the initiative of the Afrizim Bank one of the, uh, the uh, financial sectors owned, uh, owned by the AU or, or backed by the African Union. In order to further strengthen the, and deepen the relations, the two leaders agreed to upgrade the status of BNC. So this increase led to identical values, to the pursuit of identical values between our two countries. These identical values are nothing more than our positions at the UN. This was manifested clearly during the Ukraine crisis. You could see that the AU took a position, and when the vote was called, you could see on the board where South Africa voted, Nigeria voted. Mm. Where South Africa abstained, Nigeria abstained. And that was a motivating factor for other countries to tag along Needless to now say that in the economic sector, Nigeria and South Africa have covered a lot of grounds. 
uh, permit me to say that I, I told you that if we talk about relations, it would take a long time in the whole program. <laughs> so uh, historically, South Africa have much in common in terms of uh, trade. Mm. In 2021, for instance, Nigeria exported up to $2.2 billion worth of goods, mainly crude oil, valued at uh, $2.2 billion. Petroleum products at valued at about $46 million, as well as rubber, valued at over close to $9 million. Importantly, during the 26 years, the exports of Nigeria to South Africa have increased at an annual rate of about 24%, which, and the, which, is, which means from about $7.23 million uh, dollars worth of goods in 1995 is now about $2.23 billion in 2021. That's an astronomical increase of about uh, $24 billion because at our binational commissions, we have said we would trade among ourselves and only go for those items that neither of us has the expertise to provide. So you can see that our collaboration has also benefited the country, continent in very many ways. We do appreciate the contributions of uh, South Africa and indeed the whole of Africa that led to the election of uh, Mrs. Okwenji Well, a former finance minister of Nigeria, as uh, director general of the WTO. This is uh, a very commendable. Additionally, the Binational Commission, headed by the two countries, deputy presidents, has galvanized the BNC into higher achievements for, uh, in terms of trade as well as uh, cultural exchanges. It is uh, pertinent to note here that the framework to provide the basis for governments and private sectors of our two countries has, uh, has been the cardinal uh, driving force for us to, to, to advance trade and industry within the African continent. So um, let me say here that uh, part of what I'm talking about is actually the the strength of our relationship. Indeed. If you have just joined us, you are listening to Ubuntu Radio. This is The Diplomat with Thel Mongobeni. I'll be spending time with you until 12 midday Central African time. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we talk more with uh, High Commissioner Amanta. Honolulu, Madrid, Algiers. Ubuntu Radio, connecting Africa to the world. Is Ubuntu public policy ethics possible in such a violent world? The doubts that this question raises go deeper than, 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 than criticism we often express about politicians. The greed and ambition of some policymakers, no less than those of some of their constituents, no doubt impede 
the pursuit of the ethics of the ethics in public life. But the question is meant to point to a more general problem. The problem is that the ethical demands of the role of policy makers at times conflict with the generic requirements of ethics. Ethics demand an overarching perspective, but policy makers are also expected to defer to electoral decisions. So there's a fundamental conflict, almost an antagonism at the center of that. Ethics call for action on public principles, but policymakers who always act publicly may act less generally and less autonomously. And in a divided country like we have, in the kind we have in Africa and Asia, this tension between politics and ethics is quite acute. But to advance this dialogue between South Africa and China, or to extend the context between Africa and China, I want to suggest that we encourage our universities to establish more and more programs on African Chinese studies. Thank you. Fermin Gouveni on The Diplomat, Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. to midday, Central African Time. Central African Time. How do you, as Tiger Brands Foundation, make sure that the beneficiaries are not losing their nutritious meal on a daily basis? So, Chamo, what we have done is we have pivoted our business uh, from hot-cooked meals in school towards delivering family-sized food handles. We are fortunate in that our logistics were set up as we normally deliver a food hamper in the December holiday as a nutrition intervention during the long period children will be out of school. In every hamper, what kind of food items are included? So we'd have things like uh, jungle oats with rice, we'd have baked beans or sugar beans, pilchards, maize meal, stamped meal, flour mix. And for this hamper, um, we've also added sanitary products. We're adding things like hand sanitizers and balsams. Hand sanitizers and balsams. The Diplomat with Thelma Rubaini, Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. to midday, Central African Time. Central African Time. Los Angeles, Tokyo, Bamako, Honolulu, Madrid, Algiers. Ubuntu Radio, connecting Africa to the world. Indeed, you are on Ubuntu Radio with uh, Mango Beni, the diplomat is on. I'm currently having a conversation with uh, His Excellency High Commissioner of uh, Nigeria to South Africa, Mr. Mohamed Haruna Manta. He is here in studio and we are talking relations between South Africa and Nigeria. Indeed, uh, High Commissioner, you spoke at length explaining uh, the background and the history of our relations. Let's just uh, dwell into the trade relations between the two countries. What is uh, Nigeria's assessment of uh, the business environment in South Africa? Uh, thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate I appreciate the forum pro- provided for, for us to discuss the issue of bilateral trade between Nigeria and South Africa. Let me give you just a brief outlay is that of trade between our two countries. Nigeria 
exports goods mainly petroleum products as crude oil petroleum gas as well as rubber to the tune of over 2 billion dollars annually South Africa on the other hand exports goods and services close to 600 million dollars annually this, but South Africa and Nigeria the South Africans have a greater advantage due to the diversity of their products mm. South Africa offers goods and services retail they dominate the retail telecommunications and entertainment you have the DSTV you have uh, the MTN uh, uh, tele- telecommunication giants you have um shop rights you have uh, spa you have retail services but nigeria is a bit uh, monolithic in terms of uh, the products we mainly export petroleum products and that accounts for why you find the balance of trade is 2 billion for nigeria and f- about 600 million dollars for South Africa. Mm. Both countries have a multilateral role in the international affairs as evident in our member both membership of the WTO. Both countries are members of WTO and both countries move together to actualize the dream of having the Africa Continental Free Trade Agreement of the African Union. Additionally, the Binational Commission of the two countries, which is chaired by the presidents of both countries, have allowed a seamless exchange and flow of ideas between our youths. The last Binational Commission in 2021 in Abuja agreed that of the youths of South Africa and the youths of Nigeria exchange ideas in terms of cultural uh, avenue which is evident in the Nollywood film production mm. they are going to to and they have been talking quite extensively in terms of ICT that's uh, information and communication technology they have di- digitalized their own meetings and i can assure you that both countries have now appointed what they refer to as youth ambassadors mm. The youth ambassador of South Africa, the lady is very vibrant. You could see that she has visited Nigeria about two, three times. The youth ambassador of South Af- of Nigeria to to South Africa has also visited South Africa a couple of times, and he was so carried away by South Africa that he decided to come and do a study, nine month study here. So presently, he is in South Africa, pursuing uh, a higher degree. He's a a pilot mm. according to the world bank you, you see south africa best ranking in 2020 is in the area of paying taxes resolving insolvency and protecting minority investors so the south africans uh, business environment is improving on daily basis and nigerians are also taking advantage of that so the south african business environment is also excellent in welcoming some 
uh, Nigerians, in spite of a uh, few challenges, mm -hmm. we do have challenges which uh, we are addressing. Uh, the two countries are addressing. I was privileged to have a, uh, to be at the last binational commission meeting in which we agreed that uh, the consular migration forum should be was established by the two countries to address issues that uh, may crop up as a result of business disagreements or cultural exchanges. Um, we have had that meeting about uh, three times now in Diriko here and um, with positive results. For instance, we've been able to streamline the issue of visa visa uh, applications between our two countries. Uh, let me uh, say that uh, South Africans, not many of them visit Nigeria probably. That's why I have less problem as High Commissioner in terms of visa for South Africans going to Nigeria. But on the other hand, uh, because Nigeria has 200, over 200 million people, so the visa application to the South Africa consulate on daily basis averages 90 applications per day. And South Africa sent only one immigration officer in Lagos yes. and, and only one in Abuja. Mm. They cannot, one person cannot handle 90 applications per day. The best a person can do is to do 30 or 35. Mm. So obviously we always have backlogs and um, that is responsible for the grumblings on the Nigerian side that applications are not uh, uh, handled on time applications are delayed and in the course of the delay I also uh, see a little snag in the South African way of handling there is no priority uh, they believe on the concept of first come first serve but in business uh, it is not that way we have priority lane if you go to the South Africa airline now, they have priority lane for their business class passengers. Yes, yes. <laughs> Why wouldn't there be priority lane for visa applicants? Mm. For instance, you have um, the chairman and CEO of Bank of Industry in Nigeria. That's a bank that has a turnover of over uh, $2, 3000000000 billion annually, wanting to come to South Africa for a meeting with his uh, business uh, you know, associates here. The visa was not issued because they said they were handling everything one after the other and uh, he applied for one month there was no visa so he cancelled the trip. We, But recently happily I was able to convince him to come back and last week he was here. We have also uh, cases involving uh, students. You see students uh, who are offered scholarship by South African University let me say happily that South African universities find our students very in, uh, very high in IQ mm -hmm. and they want more and more of Nigerian students to come so that they can cross-pollinate ideas with their South African counterparts as uh, youngsters uh, to improve uh, education in Africa. And since for nine months now, the visa applications have been pending. Some of the universities have even cancelled the scholarship because... The, they have been waiting for the students they are not coming so happily within my last meeting with uh, with uh, the director of Africa in Dirko, Ambassador Goso as well as uh, uh, the High Commissioner of South Africa and Nigeria uh, they were, he was in attendance in that meeting and we agreed that the solution is to increase the number of personnel 
that handle visa applications in Nigeria, both in Lagos and in Abuja. They have uh, promised us that that will be done. Uh, South Africa also agreed that um, they will relocate to a bigger uh, office in South Africa. So they, are, they have relocated that office. So there is more space now, and they should be able to hand, handle more, more customers as well. Mm. So these are some of the things that the two governments are doing to, to improve or, or, or increase the val- volume, the volume and value of trade between our two countries. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. So for South African companies that are interested in investing in Nigeria, which areas of trade would you advise them to consider? Um, in this question you said, I would tell you plainly that uh, South Africa is already ahead of Nigeria in that respect. Like I told you earlier, Nigeria's balance of trade, which is, appears to be in our favor, is only in terms of crude oil and petroleum products. South Africa has diversified so well that you find them in ICT, that's in uh, communication, telecommunication sector. You find them in entertainment. You find South African companies in retail mm. uh, trade. You find South African companies in uh, in uh, uh, foods, food food chain mm. sector. So, what they may only have to do is possibly to increase the spread. Because as at now, their businesses are concentrated in only Abuja and Lagos. Maybe Nigeria is a huge country. Uh, I would like to see South African companies established in Kaduna, in Kano, in Calabar, in Portacot, in Jos, in Makodi, so in Ibadan. These are Ilori. So they should now try to to see see Nigeria as a as a, a huge market to be explored. Then we also would uh, uh, like to see that in, in uh, agreement with the Africa continental free trade areas, the automobile industry is huge in South Africa. And they should establish in Nigeria, because Nigeria is a huge market for automobiles. As at now, the automobiles that we, we use mainly come from Europe and uh, Asia. Very few of them are from South Africa. Mm. They should establish assembly plants in, in Nigeria, or even some component parts of the vehicles that they produce in Nigeria, so that uh, very soon now, we are, go- we are moving into electrical vehicles. Mm, and lithium mm. is going to be the main product. That We have lithium in Nigeria in abundance. So South Africa could also t- take advantage of that uh, area of business and establish the automobile industry as well as improve uh, uh, the services sector. Then they also need to look at the real estate. Mm. The real estate sector in Nigeria is very is still very fresh and waiting to be explored. Mm. If you you have South Africans moving into the real estate sector in Nigeria and with a huge population, I'm sure they, they will be able to do very well. 
Yeah, are you having any activities that you are currently undertaking to encourage South African businesses to invest in Nigeria? Yes, the what we we have done as a government uh, is to what we call reduce the the impediments to doing business, mm-hmm. and we call that as uh, the the simple rules to business engagement and simple rules to business engagement simply means one depend on where you establish if you establish in the rural area like these other areas i said south african companies don't go you have a tax exemption Mm. of between three to five years depending on how rural the area is if it's an an area a rural area you get up to five years tax holiday and if it is in a semi-urban area you get up to three years tax holiday this is one of the the uh, you know the provisions we have made to to titan businesses as well as the small and medium scale enterprises we also have uh, we have government you know is willing to assist where required if land is required, government comes in to facilitate a quick resolution of where you want to locate and then offer you land that you can use. So we also we also have uh, uh, as my on my own part here, I've organized breakfast meeting mm-hmm. with South, South African business men and women. The last meeting was held in uh, in Johannesburg. Uh, was it uh, November last year? I uh, and we have also established the South Africa Nigeria B, uh, Business uh, uh, Council, mm-hmm. uh, headed by a, a very dedicated South African, uh, Mrs. Gomez. So she is uh, really doing very well in assuring South African business men and women that uh, some of the stories that go around about. Uh, the cumbersome nature of repatriating profits is not true. So, repatriating uh, profits from Nigeria is 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 the, one of the most easiest ones you have uh, in Africa. So, we hope to we also hope to organize trade fairs and exhibitions, including road shows in the near future, among other. Uh, uh, other facilities we are offering to the business community in South Africa. You are listening to The Diplomat on Ubuntu Radio with Thel Mangobeni. Time has gone up to 28 minutes after uh, the hour 10 o'clock. We will be together until 12 midday Central African time. Right now, I have in studio His Excellency High Commissioner Manta from the Embassy of Nigeria in South Africa. High Commissioner, Let's now move to talk about cultural tourism. Um, do we have any exchange MOUs or any agreements in that regard in, in the area of cultural tourism, I mean, cultural diplomacy? Yes, in the area of cultural diplomacy, in 2019, uh, a draft agreement was uh, provided, but unfortunately it could not be signed due to uh, because certain T's we are not crossed and I's we are not dotted. So that uh, we were able to do and it was signed in 2021 in Abuja. Um, 
it has already taken effect. Unfortunately, we ran into some some hitches here mm. and there. Last after it was signed in 2021, the Nollywood, that's the Guild of uh, Actors in Nigeria, paid a visit to South Africa, had discussions with their South African friends and and business associates, and um, a film was to be shot as part of that agreement here and unfortunately uh, they ran into bad weather with mm-hmm. some with some bad boys and um, at the site they were robbed I do understand that even some of them suffered uh, abuses they were handled by the by the hoodlums it was on television it was on the daily news in South Africa here and um, I had even cause to call my friend the minister of police to to protest when the news first broke that uh, uh, a robbery has taken place at a, an abandoned mine site involving Nigerians. So the word involving connoted that uh, Nigerians were the aggressors or they were the, 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 the hoodlums. No. But on investigation, it was found that it was Nigerians that were molested and their valuables taken away from them. Even though the ladies that we are assaulted were all South Africans, but the the mastermind of that sh- that uh, shooting was directed under a directorship of a Nigerian film producer. So that has sort of discouraged them. And I'm, but I'm still uh, talking to them to see if they if they can come back as quickly as possible. So we but we have also. Uh, started by getting the the Nigeria Association of uh, Travel Agencies. They were here last week, just last week, mm. and um, they had very useful discussion and participated in the travel uh, in Daba in Durban. Oh yes, yes, they were here last week. So these these are some of the facilities because they facilitated movement across the continent and across the globe. So the the Nigeria Association of Travel Agencies, as well as that of Ghana, Ghana Travel Agencies, converge here in Durban, uh, uh, in Johannesburg. We had a meeting in Johannesburg, and they met with their counterparts in South Africa, and now push themselves to the Indaba because they came a week before the Indaba, mm-hmm. spent a week here, and spent another week in in Durban. So they just left Durban three days ago. Oh, I see. Yes. Mm, interesting. Mm. You know, sometimes we, we hardly look at uh, Nigeria as a tourist destination as such. Maybe if you can just entice our minds, what is it that Nigeria has to offer in terms of tourism? Yes, in terms of tourism, Nigeria has huge to- tourist attractions and it's a tourism destination. Most of our uh, uh, let me say, we normally say all one out of every five black men in the in the world is a Nigerian. So, if uh, that being said, you find that a lot of our tourists come from the Caribbean, trying who are tracing their roots, who believe that they are from of African origin, and we do have also tourists, especially. The intellect, uh, property to- tourists, like intellectual tourists, 
lecturers and uh, researchers from from Europe and and Canada mm. flocking to Nigeria. So we expect that with the increase in the volume and value of uh, academic exchanges between South Africa and Nigeria, it is now going higher that South African academicians who are going to Nigeria on study tourism are coming back with very uh, encouraging information and news about knowledge base of Nigeria and the quality of the of the the community libraries and and institutions that they see when they get to Nigeria so i would uh, uh, say that air link between south africa and nigeria has also increased but although we are it's unfortunate that uh, covid came at the time it did mm. it slowed us down considerably other than covid by now we would have been talking of uh, double the the number and value of uh, travelers or tourists going from South Africa to Nigeria but uh, uh, it had to slow down because and uh, most of our even our official meetings we are now being done virtually however the the tourism attraction in Nigeria includes historical sites and the dobas doba they are very prominent in terms of uh, our Asian kingdoms practices in Borno, in Kano, in Sokoto, in Zaria. Most of the doba that take place at very strategic times of the year offer very good specter for a lot of uh, visitors. And it attracts visitors mainly from, from Europe and the Caribbean and the Americas. Mm. So we have games reserves. For instance, there are certain species of animals and birds that are peculiar only to Nigeria. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. find them in the Yankari Games Reserve in Bauchi. Then, when you go for the aquatic uh, tourists, those who like, do, you know, surfing and uh, and uh, and uh, rowing on canoes and so on, mm -hmm. Lagos offers very good. Uh, canals and uh, lagoons and this opening to the sea where you can practice such sports. So we also have those, what we know how to do best is uh, playing playing football and playing the masquerade. So when the, anytime there is a football match it's like a, a dubber. So, so, so by 9 o'clock already the, the side of the stadium has a lot of attraction. In terms of music, dances, uh, masquerading, you know, the masquerade uh, this displays before the actual football match. So uh, every day in Nigeria is a tourist attraction. Wow. Wow. As you have already mentioned, actually, uh, music and soccer, it's one of those things that South Africans and Nigerians take pride in. Yes. What other commonalities do we have as South Africans and Nigerians? You see, we, we have commonality in our practices, our cultures, and our traditions. If, if you see a Zulu dancer, and then you see a Yankari dancer in Bauchi or, mm. or in Plateau, 
they look alike and they dress alike. They the way they jump, the the dance, energetic dance, is uh, the both of them are similar. And it is some of them even believe that uh, they migrated from the Zulu land into Nigeria and uh, <laughs> and that they are keeping their tradition. So we don't have uh, differences. We have more of things that. Uh, uh, bind us together than those things that that divide us. So between Nigeria and South Africa, we we are definitely brothers, and we must have historically been probably part of one one big family. You know, there is a large number and a successful population of Nigerians living and working in South Africa. And um, I'll say that there is also a presence of uh, South Africans in Nigeria, a recognizable number of South Africans living in Nigeria. How are both countries handling the people-to-people relations? Yes. This is the people-to-people relationship is the most important aspect of uh, cultural exchanges as well as uh, cultural diplomacy. If you look at the issue of people-to-people diplomacy starts with movement. Mm. When you plan your trip, you must plan how do you move. And when you arrive there, what do you do? So we have to acknowledge that, like I said earlier, there has been some hiccups in the visa regime of the two countries. Um, In as much as it's very easy within a matter of uh, uh, one or two days, you can get a, a Nigerian visa given to a South African to travel to Lagos or Abuja. It is not the same with a Nigerian who wants to come to South Africa. Mm. The visa regime is a bit uh, cumbersome, and uh, like I told you, it, it has mainly to do with uh, manpower. The only one, one or two persons to service uh, about 90 re- visa applications. So uh, we have also the issue of uh, 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 bureaucracy. The bureaucracy in in Nigeria is much lighter because as High Commissioner, I can say, oh, this visa application does not meet up the requirement, but the little things, I wave them off and I can sign and then the visa will be issued. Not like that with South Africa. In terms of South Africa, even the Minister of Foreign Affairs, not to talk of the High Commissioner, cannot wait for a visa to be issued. The, the Home Affairs, we, we claim that it is just their prerequisite. It is their, 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 their field. And no other person should, should come in. So they issue when they feel like, not when, even when the High Commissioner thinks that issuing the visa will add value to a business in in South Africa, or to we even bring some some uh, you know uh, some benefits to the country. They don't. It must be only issued by Home Affairs. Mm. We are celebrating Africa Day on the twenty fifth of May. Mm. What what is your plan? Do, what do you have in place in order to commemorate this very important day? Come again. As we are celebrating Africa Day. Yes. On the 25th. On of the 20th. Yes. Do we have. Is it 25th plans? or 27th? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's the 25th. 5th, okay. Yes. Yeah. Mm. 
Do you have any plans? Yes, the diplomatic uh, uh, community has a plan for the Africa Day, mm. and um, I have been. We have invited all the diplomatic missions. And, um, so far, s about 25, 25 uh, embassies have uh, acquired space at the arena, mm -hmm. and um, they have also put up their stands mm -hmm. to to welcome guests at the at the arena. Mm -hmm. The Bejo issue is to provide some entertainment and cultural display on that day. So Nigeria Nigeria stand usually is besieged by a lot of spectators because they want to test our cuisine. The Nigerian food is always the first to to finish. Mm. So yes. I agree. So, so all of them, all of them <laughs> are looking because they are asking me, yeah, High Commissioner, when uh, uh, I hope this year you are participating <laughs> because we know you will not be there. But I said yes, I I will not be there, but uh, my embassy will be there. Yes. We are participating fully. Mm -hmm. So because our cuisines have more of the variety, uh, almost thirty-two different uh, dishes will be on display. Mm. So uh, on that day, Nigerian food, you know, usually takes center stage. I know you have been in the country for a few years now. Have you yes. had any chance to taste our own, like, South African traditional food? I've, take, I've, I've taken all. What, all what everywhere, is your Everywhere I go, I do take the, the South African food. Mm. The one I love most, wow, is is it possible to th th think of just one? Mm. Because uh, there is there is one they make with beans. Okay. Yeah, the one with beans. What do they call it? Um, can I remember? Remind me of, but it's it's beans porridge. Okay. The one that they we we used to call it in Nigeria Mandela food. Mm. Yeah, we call it Mandela <laughs> food. So because uh, Ma President Mandela used to love it so much. Is it sampan beans? Yes, it's uh, it, it's some beans. Yeah. In, in a porridge form. Yeah. And then it it's very good. You love it. Yes. Why did you call it Mandela food? I don't know. When we are in students, <laughs> when, when we are students, we are told that uh, uh. this is the favorite food of. Uh, President oh. Mandela, probably when he was in prison, I don't yes. know. So that uh, he did not bother about uh, meat so much. Mm. He just loved his beans served in uh, with some vegetables on it. And mm. Yeah, so it's one of my favorites. So you love it. Yeah. You love it. Mm. Which areas of South Africa have you been able to travel to? Well, I'm not a very good traveler, but I've managed to go to Limpopo, Aha, uh, that's my home uh, a, a province. I've, yeah, I visited Limpo. <laughs> in fact, uh, I was accused at one time of uh, always being in Limpopo at the detriment of other <laughs> places. Uh, I delivered a lecture in Limpopo uh, a about of times Limpopo? in the University of Limpopo. Okay. So, I, I in fact, all my visits to Limpopo have been, I don't go without going to the university. Yes. So, the vice chancellor calls me and I tell, oh, I'm on my way. And, and uh, I've been there about three times. 
I've also been in Durban maybe four or five times. Mm. I mm. just returned yesterday from Cape Town. Mm. So, mm. so uh, I've also been in Port Elizabeth. What, which, which area has been the highlight? Oh, the highlight is uh, Cape Town because the government at times invites us and tells us we must go, we go to Cape Town. In mm. fact, the, we, there is what we call the diplomatic week that takes a whole one week in. Uh, that's where also the Ubuntu takes place. Mm. So then when we finish the Indaba, the money Indaba takes uh, is the first and then it follows by the Ubuntu and then uh, the president's address at the, uh, the uh, National Assembly. Mm -hmm. So that keeps us long in uh, Cape Town. And um, the the uh, Indaba, the tourists in Daba and the trade fair in Durban also uh, takes us there a couple of times. And, um, but my visit to Port Elizabeth was essentially on consular matters. Some Nigerians, uh, I, I think they call them stowaway. Mm, mm. They stowed away in a ship from maybe Lagos, Apapa, and they came out. In. So when they came out, they don't have papers, but they claimed to be Nigerians. So I went there to see them okay. and um, arranged for how they can go back home. So I've also been in uh, uh, Pumalanga. Mm -hmm. Yes, a very beautiful place. Very and beautiful uh, yes. indeed. Yes, and I've also been to uh, Kuruga Park. Oh, yes. Uh, it's also a beautiful place. I've stayed two nights there. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. By the time you, you finish your term here in South Africa, what kind of legacy will you leave behind and what kind of lessons are you taking home? I I want to be remembered as a high commissioner who was able to st break down and streamline uh, barriers to business and f free movement of persons. Mm. It is when people move freely that business flourishes. Mm. So I, uh, if you find, look at my meetings in uh, Dirko, mostly I've been, if you see me running to Dirko, it's about movement of persons. The visa has not been issued. Why is it still being delayed and things like that? Mm. So I would love to be remembered as a high commissioner who was able to convince my hosts to relax the visa regime Mm. to facilitate freer movement of goods and services between our two countries. Hi, Commissioner. I really appreciate you taking time to come to the studio and speak to us about these important issues. And I do believe that uh, we will engage again very soon on it, other matters. It's my pleasure for you inviting me Thank to, you so to be much. with you this morning. Thank you so much. My appreciation. Enjoy the rest of the day. Thank you. You are welcome. Mm. This is Ubuntu Radio with uh, Mango Beni summing up that conversation with the High Commissioner of Nigeria to South Africa.